my beautiful dance friends, welcome to the Fest Fit Podcast, where we talk about all things strength, mobility, technique, and mindset to help you take your dancing to the next level. I'm your host, Jean Weller, lifelong Irish dancer turned strength and conditioning coach, um, and I am super excited to talk with you guys today about how to achieve unshakable confidence at competitions. So let's dive in. about a challenge she is facing when it comes to competitions. So she said that she will dance beautifully in class and give it her all, <clears throat> but when she gets to competition days, she gets super nervous and doesn't dance her best. So for example, she doesn't attack as much. Her clicks aren't as high. I mean, it's nice dancing, but it's almost like flatter than usual. Um, and her dance teachers and her mom notices too. And it gets super frustrating because she puts in all this hard work, but then it doesn't really get to show it off because she holds back on the fesh and major stages. And so as I work with more and more dancers, it becomes clear that this is an issue for tons of dancers out there. So guys, if you're someone who struggles with performing your best because of competition anxiety, I 110% feel you. This is something I struggled with and had to work on a lot growing up. So that's why I really wanna talk about ways I found to change our overwhelming nerves and anxiousness to excited good nerves and can be almost fun to have. So. When we do this, we are able to enjoy competition a whole lot more and we end up performing better too. Um, I'm gonna be covering five different ways to get killer confidence on competition day. Let's go. All right. <laughs> okay, so number one, you want to have a training and practice plan, then put in the work. Put in the work. If you're writing one thing down from this podcast, put in the work, okay? So have you ever had a test of school that you didn't study for that much? Yeah, I know I have. And I know when I have a test, I didn't study for a lot in school. I'd get all nervous and my heart rate would go up um, because I didn't study for it. So I knew there was a really good chance that there would be a lot of parts I'd struggle on. Now, on the flip side, if I planned out my study time and studied every day, along with keeping up with my coursework, I may be a bit nervous on test day, but it's a different kind of nervous. Cause you know, like you prepared as much as, I, I, you know, I'd prepare as much as I could, so I'd go in feeling confident that I was gonna do well on the test. Maybe I have some, you know, just pre-nerve jitters because I want to do well, but I'd go in, you know, feeling better because I'd spent a lot of time preparing for it, preparing for it, reading the, stu the study outline, going over my flashcards. Um, then, 
You know, it, there wasn't going to be a whole lot of guessing because I had put in the work. I define self-confidence as how firmly you believe in your ability to execute a physical skill or perform a task. If you didn't study for a test, so you know you don't have the knowledge and skill set you need for the day of the test, there is no way you're going to feel confident about passing it. And if you do feel confident about passing it, you don't actually know the information, well, then that's a whole another issue. <laughs> um, but this is the same way it works for dancing. If we have a training and a practice plan and we stay focused and we follow it and we improve our dance skills, we will become more confident in performing those skills on stage. If we have zero plan, if we don't put in a lot of effort to prepare for the competition and we sort of just like wing it, it's no wonder we aren't confident going into the competition. So make a plan, focus on what you need to improve, take action to improve it, so put in that work, and you'll have the foundation you need to build confidence on stage. Now, Hold the phone, okay? I know this isn't the only thing needed to build more confidence in competition. If that was it, this would be a super easy topic, super short podcast, and I know a lot of dancers do put in the work, have the focus and drive, and all the other amazing qualities of a high-level competitor, but still totally freak out on competition day. I was one of these people, so I feel you, I get it, and that's why this podcast is five ways to create killer confidence and not one way. <laughs> so if you are already putting in the work, keep listening, okay? Now, if you are not already putting in the work yet um, and you aren't prioritizing your training, stop right now, like stop the podcast and put together a practice and a training schedule Take action, and then if you're still feeling competition anxiety, come back to this. If you need some guidance with putting together a plan, like if you don't have one, they don't feel bad, okay? I've been there too, and it, and it feel overwhelming trying to put together a plan. Um, I'm more than happy to help. So you can shoot me a message on Instagram at jeanareyoufeshfit, or go to your dance teachers. If you go to your dance teachers and say that you want to practice, more and you want to have a better practice plan to improve your performance, I'm sure they would be more than happy to help you. Um, but either way, if you want extra support, feel free to shoot me a message um, and I'm happy to help. Okay, but seriously, none of this other stuff in this entire podcast really matters if you aren't putting in the work work in the first place in the first place. So stop the podcast if you're not putting in the work. Go make yourself a practice and training schedule if you don't have one yet, and then come back later. All right, so moving right along. If you are still listening, I'm assuming you already have you are already a focused dancer who practices and trains consistently. So woohoo, good for you. <laughs> um, now let's talk more about the mindset piece. So okay, so part number one was put in the work. You know, I think I nailed that one. Uh, down pretty well. <laughs> Part number two um, of building killer confidence is to identify the beliefs, attitudes, and expectations 
that cause us to hold onto our fears on competition day. Let me repeat that because I know it's a mouthful. We want to identify the beliefs, attitudes, and expectation, expectations <laughs> that cause us to hold onto our fears on competition day. So as humans, we are really great at making up narratives um, for ourselves. Um, really good at creating these narratives that are creating narratives in our heads that create doubts and fears in us. So we think about how we may mess up or not place as well as we want or how you know we're gonna let our teachers and parents down or ourselves down if we don't do as well as we want to. <clears throat> and you probably heard the phrase, um, face your fears. And that's exactly what we need to do here. If we're gonna get over our fears, Rather than trying to run from them and avoid them, we just actually have to face them. Because usually, the, the actual, like the situation and the fear that keeps replaying in our head, or the situation calling, causing fear and that belief causing fear, isn't as scary as we think it's going to be. And most of the time, when we face it, we find that the thing we are so afraid of is actually something we completely made up in our heads. So we want to figure out what the root of our fear is first, then overcome that fear through changing the beliefs, attitudes, and expectations we have that keep us holding onto that fear. So I know that's really deep, guys, so I'm going to give you an example here, okay? So if you're feeling a little confused, it's okay. Stay with me. Um, we're going to talk more about it right now. So here's what I mean by that. I was working with a dancer. Um, we'll call her Kate here because I don't want to use anyone's real name on here, obviously. Um, and Kate would work really hard. But then when she would get to a fesh or, you know, to a major competition, she would totally psych herself out. She was consistently a top placer at feshes, and she was usually towards the top at majors, but knew she could do better if she stopped totally freaking out on competition day and just danced like she always did in practice. It's like when she went to competitions, she was a different dancer. Um, when we talk about, when we, you know, I talked to her about why she felt so anxious on competition days, and she explained that she didn't want to let her dance teachers and parents down. What it ultimately came down to is that she believed, after we, you know, asked why she had this, why she had this fear, it came down to that she believed she had to earn the love and belonging of her dance teacher, that feeling of belonging. So earning the love and the feeling of belonging of her dance teachers and parents through placing well. And if she didn't place well, they wouldn't love her quite as much. Okay, now, obviously, when she said this out loud, she realized that that wasn't really, you know, that wasn't her rational, the rational part of her brain or that logical part of her brain feeding her those thoughts. It was these like fear feeling, these fearful feelings and this anxiety brain, okay, telling her those thoughts. So she knew this wasn't something that was actually going to happen. When she said it out loud, she realized, you know, that that was, I don't want to say silly because, you know, every, no one's 
thoughts are silly, but it's like she realized that that wasn't actually like her logical thinking brain thinking that. And it was it was funny because she like laughed about it and was like, oh, okay, well, like, of course, my teachers and my parents would still love me no matter how much how well I place at a competition. So she was able to change her beliefs about herself and competition from I have to earn love by placing well in competition um, and instead think I am loved no matter what. Dancing is simply something that I love to do. So um, once again, she identified, okay, what the root of that fear was, okay, that feeling of failure and feeling like she wasn't good enough and feeling like her dance teachers and her um, mom and dad would be mad if she, or wouldn't love her as much if she didn't do well in competitions. Um, and when she was able to realize that, you know, that fear wasn't, wasn't real, that it wasn't accurate and her parents would love her no matter what and her teachers would love her no matter what, she was able to let it go and change it into a more positive statement to help her perform her best and help her enjoy the process, help her love dancing again. So if you're having a hard time figuring out what the root cause of your fear is, one way to work on it is asking yourself why repeatedly. So for example, if you're fearing if you're feeling fearful that you may not recall at nationals or you know may not place well at the fesh or may not recall at worlds or medal at worlds or whatever your goal is, you can ask yourself or have a parent or coach ask you, you know, ask you why. It's really important here that we say the first thing that comes to mind and we don't judge ourselves because it's really easy to have something come to your mind and then think, oh, that'd be silly or, oh, sound dumb saying that or, oh, I don't want to hurt someone else's feelings. Um, but, you know, there are thoughts. It's really important that we own them so we can address them and we can change our thinking if we need to. Um, so... Say the first thing that comes to your mind after you ask yourself why or your mom or dad or coach or friend asks you why, then continue to explore why to that question until you reach that root fear. So until you've done about three or four whys and then you get to a point where you're like, oh, it's kind of an aha moment where you're like, oh, that's what I'm so afraid of. And when you find that fear, don't run away or push it down or try to ignore it, okay? And you find that fear, explore it, get curious with it. It can't hurt you. It'll just, you know, just get to know it and figure out why it's, you know, why it's actually there. And um, yeah, and if it's something that is actually like, you know, that a fear that is your, is a rational fear or is it more of like an irrational um, you know, more anxiety fueled fear. So explore it, say it out loud. And then once you get to know it, once you've explored it, once you realize that it's, you know, your anxiety brain feeling, fueling those fear thoughts, then let it go and change it to a more positive, empowering statement. Okay. If you guys have more questions about that one, feel free to message me. I know we're covering a lot of stuff here um, and I'm covering it because I think it's really, really important for you guys to fully understand this because um, I want every dancer to you know, learn to love dancing and feel their best on stage and enjoy the process. 
um, because that's what dancing is all about, is that enjoyment and connection and love of movement. So if you have questions over this, make sure to shoot me a message. In the meantime, let's jump on to point number three, and that is to trust your performance mindset. Okay, number three, trust your performance mindset. What the heck is that? <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, so when we are in practice, we spend a lot of time analyzing and breaking down and changing our movements and etc. So when we are on stage at a competition, we wanna be in our performing mindset. Some athletes refer, this, refer to this as being in the zone. And when we are in our performance mindset set, we are not correcting, analyzing, and thinking about our steps, but rather we're letting our dancing flow and energizing our movements to create a dance performance. Because after all, dance is a performing art. It's dancing. It is not a robotics competition. <laughs> we don't want to look like we're trying to analyze every little part of our movement. So to get in this performance mindset, you need to have you need to be well prepared and your corrections need to have become habits so you don't have to think so much on stage and you're just able to dance you'll know you are in your performance mindset when you are on stage and all your nerves just melt away and it feels like you and your dancing are literally the only things that exist in the world. And it is one of the best feelings in the entire world. Um, if you've been in the zone before, or you've been in that performance mindset before, you know what I'm talking about. It's that adrenaline and it just feels like you're, yeah, just totally in your own world. Um, one thing that can help you get into this performance mindset is having some type of pre-dancing ritual. Um, I know there are tons of different dancing rituals out there, pre-dancing rituals out there, and everyone has different ones. Uh, for me, I always like to visualize what I want to look like and feel like and see while I'm on stage. And then I like to say a prayer while doing some deep breaths to just help me, you know, calm myself down um, and connect to my spirituality. I know other dancers like to listen to certain songs before they go on stage, um, so you can try that. And then some other dancers like to do like some silent meditation or yoga, um, and that works great too. So there's no wrong answer here for pre-performance rituals. Um, it's whatever works best for you. So play around with it, see you know what works best, um, get creative. Um, every dancer is different. So yeah, find what works best for you. All right, we're going on to number four. This is, um, number four is focusing on yourself. Oh my gosh, guys, I cannot emphasize this one enough. Okay, I know like at majors, especially they have like the practice stages and so easy to go in and look and see all the amazing leaps and clicks and kicks and butterflies and all that and think, oh my gosh, everyone's so much better than me. Or like looking at people and thinking, Oh, I wonder if I'm better than her. Oh, I wonder if I'm better than her. Or get on Instagram and looking at and like look through dancers and think, oh, I'm never gonna be good enough. Okay? So, like I said, tip number four, focus on yourself. This is your dancing journey. This is your life. 
There is only one you. You are the only one on your journey, okay? This is not your friend Annie's dancing journey or your friend Megan's dancing journey. Yours. Instead of spending your time watching dancers at competitions and thinking about how you're never going to beat them or how your friend did so much better than you, focus on your dancing. That'll help you improve too if you focus on your dancing. Focusing on other people's dancing and thinking about how, you know, everyone's how someone's better than you or how someone's worse than you or how just doing this comparison game does no good for your dancing journey and no good for your performance unless you're done dancing and you're watching you know really great dancers and learning things from them but that's you know not what I'm talking about here right now I'm talking about this negative comparison game um you have your own strengths as a dancer and looking at others and thinking about whether they are you are better or than them, whether you are better than them or not, doesn't help you at all get closer to your goals. So next time you start to feel the comparison monster creep in, refocus your attention inwards and name one thing you love about your dancing. Not what you love about Emily's dancing or Sarah's dancing or Emma's dancing. Okay, what you love about your dancing. Okay, so, whew, so far we've talked about putting in the work. Okay, we talked about facing your fears. We talked about trusting that performance mindset and we focused on focusing on yourself. So last thing I wanna cover here today is one that I find most common with high level dancers. And it often creeps up on them without even knowing it. Um, and this is one that I really related to um, a lot as well. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about it. Okay, so this is number five. Okay, and this is knowing the difference. So it's a really, sorry. <laughs> Getting my words all twisted up. Okay, so number five is it's really important that you know the difference between self-esteem and dance results and don't base your self-esteem slowly on how much the solely on how much the judges like you or your dancing okay now if you don't know what self-esteem is or you kind of know it is but not really um self-esteem is how much you like and appreciate yourself and I need you guys to know this next part, okay? You are allowed to like yourself and appreciate yourself regardless of your placement. Even if you fall on your face on stage, forget your steps, turn the wrong way, or even dance your best and don't get the place you really want, you still get to love yourself 110%. Even if the judges don't really like your dancing that day, or they prefer someone else's dancing that day, you still get to like you, okay? You aren't your dancing. You are a human being who dances, okay? Once again, let me repeat that because it's so, so, so important for you to know to enjoy dancing. It's important for your mental health. It's important to grow as a dancer and a person, okay? You are a human being who dances, not a dancer 
who is human being, okay? So you are a human being who dances. Remind yourself of this, and it makes competition a whole lot more fun because it's no longer this high pressure trial where you decide if you are going to love yourself or not. You no longer depend, your, your whole worth as a human no longer depends on how well you placed that day. Love yourself regardless and competition will become a fun, exciting, and positive challenge that's part of your life, but not your whole identity. Where no matter how you place, you still gonna have a fun, positive experience. Now, of course, yes, you may be disappointed in your placement sometimes, like that's dance, okay? That's Irish dance, that's part of the game. There are gonna be times that you dance your best and you still don't get you know, the placement that you were hoping for. But the thing is said, but even then you are like someone who still likes yourself and still loves yourself and still thinks you're worthy, who is disappointed, okay? Versus the difference would be if you're, you know, not seeing the difference between your self-esteem and how you dance would be that you, if you do poorly, then you beat yourself up and think that you are a terrible person or, that's not dramatic, but you know what I mean, like think that you are just, you know, not as good of a person as the person who did, you know, better at you at the competition. Yes, someone may have danced better, but that doesn't mean they are a better human, nor does it mean that you don't, you aren't worthy of your own love. So choose to like yourself, choose to love yourself, regardless of how you dance. Okay guys, so those are my tips for today. Um, I hope this helps. And if you have more questions, What's wrong? Why I can't say S's today? I hope this helps. And if you have more questions over this topic, shoot me a message on Instagram at areyoufeshfit or email me at jean, J-E-A-N-N-E, at areyoufeshfit.com. Okay, so the words are you, A-R-E-Y-O-U, feshfit.com. And I can't believe it's already February, so um, since All Islands is right around the corner. Okay, so good luck to all dancers dancing at All Islands. I'm obviously no longer taking on uh, one-on-one clients for All Islands because that would be crazy right now to take on more, to take on new clients, uh, you know, the week before um, people are leaving. So no more for all islands okay for worlds um i may take on a couple more but it needs to be on a case-by-case basis depending on where you what you are already doing for your training and you know where you are at um so if you're interested in one-on-one coaching for worlds let me know asap because if i take anyone else it's only going to be you know two to three more dancers um for worlds but for dancers competing at nationals this year. This is your ideal time to do a fashion video analysis because we can go through all the proper training phases and get you stronger, sharper, and more powerful than you've ever been. So if you're interested, 
in getting to learn more about how to get involved in the Fest one-on-one coaching program where I guide you through how to improve your dancing and how to improve your strength and conditioning every step of the way, shoot me a message on Instagram at areyoufeshfit or email me at gene at areyoufeshfit.com. Um, okay, guys. I have to run off and teach a class. <laughs> so I hope you all have a fabulous rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon.